Hello everybody and welcome to Letterbox Book Club. I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Claire. And today we are doing a couple of special things. Uh, today we are together instead of in separate houses, so that's fun. Uh, we are sitting right next to each other for once. Yes. <laughs> See um, how this goes. Yes. <laughs> and we are also recording this on the day that Her Majesty has passed away. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, so that's fun. What a momentous day of history. Yeah, for sure. Keep your keep your money change because yeah. it's gonna change. It's gonna be worth something now. Hopefully, it's gonna be the new NFT. Especially, especially if you have something from like each time it changed because oh, she aged. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know if I'm gonna keep this in, but I talked to my partner. It'd be absolutely funny if like the money changed and then Charles croaked and then we're gonna have to change. That's it again. what I was thinking because like he's old man. <laughs> yeah, he's getting there. Diana's got one last <clears throat> revenge plot. <laughs> And as per usual, Kenzie is going to read the blurb. And um, we should mention what book we're doing. Oh, for sure, for sure. I didn't even know. <laughs> Out of whack already. We are doing the third instalment of the House of Night series by PC and Kristen Cast, which is Chosen. Yes. What a, what a book. <laughs> it is words. It is words. I will read the blurb. You don't have any idea how special you are, do you, Zoe? You're unique, not like the rest of the fledglings. You're a goddess among those who think themselves demigods. Zoe Redbird is the most powerful fledgling vampire the House of Night School has ever seen, but she's also still just a 17-year-old girl who is trying to deal with the sword of death of her best friend, her mother's marriage into a group that hates vampires, and not one, but three boyfriends. Zoe must also face up to the dangerous enemy in their midst, and she better do it soon, because when it comes to humans and vampires, it looks like war is coming. <laughs> that sigh really emulates the vibe of the book. I just really needed a good sigh. Alright, I'm sorry. I just love the big. Be- As I said in the last episode, I love the beginning of the book. It's like this, like a, I guess a sexy quote, and then it's into the seriousness of it. And yeah. It's just, oh, so funny. But yeah, thoughts, feelings, emotions, Kenzie. Uh, kick us off. So this book is where I think things ramp up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So because we've been kind of childs playing around it. With like, oh, I'm powerful and I'm a vampire now, I'm in the house of night. And now it's like, oh, actually, my actions have consequences. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, and Zoe, I just, yeah, I've read a few reviews for this and I try not to read reviews because I'd like to go in unbiased. But from reading it as a teenager and now rereading it as an adult, I like to go in and look at the reviews to see what other adults are saying. Mm. And it's just like... Zoe needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard when this whole, you know, chosen one theme is just like thrusted upon and, you know, she has so much shit to deal with. Mm. Defining the chosen one and then, yeah, then everything is about, you know, her decisions, her responsibilities, her actions, her consequences. And yeah, uh, it's a lot. The poor girl. I mean, like, uh, she's therapy. I know. And I think, yeah, as much as a lot is about her her actions and consequences and stuff. I think the major plot point of having three boyfriends. Yeah, I, like, no, oh I no. just it's not cool and sexy. Like maybe two boyfriends is cool as and sexy. 16, as a sixteen as a sixteen year old, having that sort of like attention, it'd be it'd be as you explained, yeah. kind of um, in the last book, like, you know, that's something that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Whereas now it's just like, oh yeah. towing the line of all this emotional and physical cheating and like yeah. uh, and it gets worse. It's like that, I can forgive racism, <laughs> but I can't forgive... You yeah. can forgive racism? <laughs> okay, so... Um, 
I suppose uh, my thoughts, feelings, emotions. Yeah, okay, sorry. I was about to launch right into it. Yes, sorry. I'm horrible. It's a new vibe that we're actually together. Yeah, I know. Like, physically for once. I mean, nothing has stopped us really from trying to like record together physically, but I don't know. We just got so used to being online. Perhaps. Mm, I just think, yeah, COVID. Yeah. But yeah, whole new vibe happening. The thing about this book is that it feels like it's a book. <laughs> Thank you, Harry Styles. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Darling, I am worried just about Zoe. Took a quick break to spit on Chris Pine. <laughs> what a man! Good, solid sense of humor. Mm. But you know, this book—it's a lot. A lot happens. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot happens, but a lot doesn't happen. I either. know, yeah. Because like now, you know, we know Nefret is you know a bit of an evil person again. Big fat crush gone. But like. And it's how are they going to navigate that sort of evil, good balance? Like, how are they going to interact with each other? And that was stressing me out. But um, I think this begins the trend of, like, a lot happening in the last, like, 50 pages. But in this instance, it's more like probably the last 30 because it's a smaller-ish book. But yeah, and I feel like a lot of these books so far, they follow a similar writing structure. Like, it's all based around Aphrodite having a vision. And then it's about Zoe and her friends trying to fix it. And then it's about like little dinky moments with her boyfriends. And then it's all like, yeah, learning more and more about Nefret's power and like her alignment, I guess. Yeah, it's no different to the next book as well. Um, I think the next yeah. one, is the next one a little bit bigger? or is it Yeah, yeah, it's like 400 odd pages in the next yeah. one. Look, yeah, a lot happens, a lot doesn't happen. I know I was messaging you, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, oh, this, this, this. And I still haven't learned. I need to just continue reading when something exciting happens. I think as well, uh, it's a a qualm I have because if it was a three or four book series, I can forgive you for jam-packing everything into a book like Mm. this. But it's, I think it's 12 books in the end, the whole series, plus there's some novellas off to the side. But like in the main House of Night series, it's 12 books. And with that many books, I would forgive you if you gave me a dinky little Christmas special, such Mm. as Frost and Starlight. Like, just give me a reprieve or something. Because as I'm rereading other books, I'm enjoying the passages that are probably this size in a big book. Like, Mm. this is... How many pages are you? 320 or something. Yeah, I don't have page numbers, apparently. Oh, Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so it's like 320 or something. So you could slot this into a big book that I'm currently rereading, and you could just give me menial, like, montage training or something, just going about daily life in the house at night and give me more lore and give me more history and stuff instead of just being like, here is everything that's happening sex and vampires and biting and teenage drama. Teenage drama. I don't need it all. Like, give me a reprieve. And because it then lends itself to that. What happened to the original plot of, of the, the movie? movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a lot going on. Yeah, I kind of also forget that, yeah, it's really, it's just like a teenage drama book. Teenage Mean Girls with, like, yeah, the side of ultimate, like, potential mm. war and ha- And, and I, yeah, I understand, again, you're building up because yeah. there's so many books. You are building up to the war. Yeah. So there's a war. <laughs> <laughs> it literally says it in the blurb, Claire. But anyway, um, yeah, like, I understand you're building up to that. But at the end of a book... You are allowed to resolve some yeah. questions. You are allowed to have some resolved drama. You are allowed to have some resolved conflict. You don't have to build everything up that there's more questions every time yeah. you end a book, especially with this many inner series. Yeah. I think there is a lot more resolve in terms of personal relationships between Zoe and her friends, more so in the beginning of the next book. And mm. obviously we'll get to that, but then we'll obviously get to why there is a lot of mistrust 
in the end of this book. But throughout, like, so far, and I know we haven't even gone into the nitty-gritty of this book yet, but the only real kind of character development, which is kind of Zoe by default, by having all these extra elements about her, you know, because she's the chosen one. And then Aphrodite, like, she's getting a lot more development than mm. anybody else, I suppose. It's kind of, sort of like a redemption thing, but, like... I was going to talk about that because I feel like there's uh, one of the main plot points in this is about how uh, Zoe needs to be alone for a cataclysm of doom to happen. Mm. But it's always about how she has a fight with her friends and then her friends ignore her and then they mm. make up again. <clears throat> and there's no, like none, Erin, Shawnee, Damien are not getting fleshed out. No. And as the books progress, and you will notice as well that they don't get fleshed out at all. They continue to stay in this sort of stagnant existence. They're just like pieces. Yeah, yeah where it's like, oh, I'm the token person of colour. I'm the token yeah. <clears throat> uh, gay best friend. I'm the token pretty girl. Yeah, and then the only ones that are getting fleshed out, which is fine, is Zoe and Aphrodite. And a little bit Stevie Ray. Yeah, I suppose in a way, like, they're kind of leading parallel lives just from different ends. Mm. I think in the last episode I called um, Shawnee uh, African-American, but she's Jamaican. Oh. I would like to clear the air with that. <laughs> but as soon as I opened the third book, because they do the thing where like, they, they reintroduce, reiterate yeah. information, I'm like, oh shit, I yeah. am... <laughs> I fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> um, I mess. Yeah, and it's like, okay, if you want to flesh out, let's say, Stevie Ray, Zoe, and Aphrodite, that's fine. You mm. don't need another three side characters plus Jack. Is Jack in yeah, this Yeah, Jack. One? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was introduced last book. Oh, in the last book, yeah. Plus, they're, let's they're add now, another gay now, best friend. He's now yeah. in a relationship with Damien. Yeah, and um, he doesn't last that long anyway. Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it? Okay. <laughs> I mean, good, like, at this point, <laughs> there's a lot of introductions of characters. Yeah, that's I the feel like spoiler, I'll give you, yeah. And again, either you introduce all these characters, and I'm in the mindset of, okay, I know that these aren't all going to be able to survive, so either stop introducing them or start killing off main players and yeah. let's get the ball rolling. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, she tried to get rid of the character in the next book, but then they ended up coming back anyway, so like... <laughs> Which is so another recurring theme. Yeah, yeah, okay. Stevie Ray. Yeah, yeah for sure. And yeah, um, I shouldn't... I forgot to mention, yeah, Stevie Ray yeah, has a sort of developmental path, but that's just also due to the nature of, you know, what's happened to a character as well. Mm. So, we shall see. I love that spiel. I loved it. <laughs> Thanks. I don't think we would have done this online. I, know. I don't know. It's great. <laughs> a bit chuffed. I think because, yeah, online there's a little bit of that divide still with the screen. Maybe. On, like, timing. And it's like waiting for people to talk and like mm. now we can kind of react normally as if we were in a normal conversation. conversation. Yeah. Mm. It could be a little bit more authentic, if you will. Oh. <laughs> Not that we're not already authentic, but like you, you, you're a bit more reserved because you know you're given the respect of letting people letting talk. Letting people talk, yeah. And then I feel like yeah, you lose your chain of thought yeah. while you're waiting. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the actual book. <laughs> it opens on Zoe's birthday, of course, which is the twenty fourth of December. Which is such a chosen one thing because to do. she is the chosen one, and the book is called Chosen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, however. Zoe does not like Christmas-themed gifts, which is fair. I think if you're born on or near Christmas, you have the two choices. You either lean into it or you hate it. <clears throat> Me, I'm born on the 8th of December, and I still get Christmas-themed gifts, so I hate it because there's a good three weeks between my birthday and Christmas. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. My cousin's fiancé is born on the 25th. Her birthday is the 25th, so I'm not sure how she grew up, if she grew up separate or the same, but oh, yeah. it, would, yeah. it would suck, I reckon. Yeah, well, I just think... Yeah, if my birthday happened to be on, like, 
another holiday or whatever, like some made up holiday, I would still expect two presents. Like just because yeah. it's Christmas doesn't mean you give me one present. Like it's still my birthday. It's two it's different celebrations. It's two different celebrations. Yeah, exactly. What would Jesus think? <laughs> what would Jesus do? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so opens on her birthday and Zoe and her uh, dried up sponges of friends. <laughs> Um, her 2D cardboard cutout yeah, friends. Exactly. <laughs> that are just there. Yeah, uh, celebrating. Um, and I feel like this is the first moment where, like, because she should have told them she doesn't like Christmas themed yeah. gifts. I like, have written down there's, yeah, just lack of communication. Yeah, but then again, they're teenagers. Like teenagers. What the teen- and she's been there for two months. Yeah, and the timeline's exactly. fucked. I, f- oh, I was going to bring this up a little bit later, but I'll bring it up now. So, Eric does get her a Christmas themed gift, and she's very upset. Eric is her, like, main boyfriend at this point. <laughs> yeah, boyfriend number two. Yeah, boyfriend, no, boyfriend number four. Boyfriend one, I would call Heath like her consort because okay. he's just oh, bloodletting. That is a good way to describe him. Oh, yeah. yeah, blood consort, bloodletting. Love that. Hello. Anyway, <laughs> careful. Um. So yeah, Eric. Eric. Let's talk Eric. I. He is a stark departure, which is ironic. Um. <laughs> from in this book, from his characterization in the previous two books. Mm. I think because in the previous two books he is described as this like you know I feel like sultry sensual older boyfriend like experience in like the bloodlust kind of thing like he's at the peak of his change change of his fledglingness yeah oh, he's, fledgling, yeah, yeah he's about to peak about to change go through the change and we all peak in high school <laughs> we all peak in high school anyway and then in this one I feel like he just becomes his little goofball becomes a little bitch <laughs> yeah he becomes this little bitch of like oh we not paying attention to me exactly oh, yeah, yeah. Zoe doesn't like the birthday present I got her yeah oh, dude, let's go to IMAX <laughs> and it's like what happened to you what happened to the original plot of the story because I feel like even if yeah once again because Zoe's been there for two months and assuming they've been dating for a couple of weeks a couple of weeks like surely you'd be like hey what do you want for your birthday or like what if he's gonna get a jewelry what kind of jewelry do you yeah. like like you wouldn't have that kind of intimate knowledge yeah yeah i don't know i feel like we're being conversation <laughs> but to be fair <laughs> zoe is leading that kind of like double life you know she knows about stevie ray and nefret and all that type of shit so yeah, like she's trying to keep she's like the clark kent mm-hmm. and she's trying to she's trying to be clark kent and superman at the same time but Obviously, it's not working. So, but yeah, Eric. Yeah, he just yeah it turns into a little whiny, like, and he gets pissy so easily. Yeah. It's like, you're at school 24-7. Like, it doesn't matter that she doesn't want to, she can't go to IMAX with you guys. Yeah. She's got to do all these other stuff. Because like, now she has become the leader of the Dark Daughters. Yeah, extra responsibility and extracurricular, no. yeah, responsibility too. Yeah, so Zoe decides to go and... She wants to, like, make changes, so she wants to research how other schools do things. That was the last book. Fucking idiot. <laughs> no, but she ends up in the library again, doesn't she? Yeah, because she wants to figure out um, how to help Stevie Ray, all these ghost stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm just getting the plots mixed up, but it's in the library. Yeah, yeah, she's in the library. Like, pretty much the exact same structure as the first book, uh, second book. Ironic. Anyway. Yeah, because she's looking up to see if there's any, like, rituals or uh, spells or yeah. anything to kind of help Stevie Ray get her humanity back. And who comes along but Mr... Lauren Blake. Yes, Lauren Blake. The poet was a poet la- laureate. Laureate. Like what the hell? <laughs> what the hell uh, is a laureate? The adult vampire professor. Yes. Cheeky bastard. Adult, everyone. A D U L T. Position of power. Position of power. I hate these tropes. Anyway. But I suppose it doesn't matter in these fantasy books. Anyway. Anyway. So he's in the library. He's like, sup sexy. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Anyway. 
And he gives her, I don't know, something nice. A gift. She, a I gift. think diamond earrings. I think diamond earrings. Um, and he kisses her. They have a little cheeky make out. And she lets him. Mm-hmm. She's into it. There's been a bit, there's, there's a lot of tension every time they're together though. And now yeah. this is their little, I guess, tension climax, mm. I guess. And you know what? I can forgive Zoe for this because if a hot older male came on onto me, I'd be like, you know what? This is hot, sexy. So it's all on him for being yeah, exactly. a freaking like perv. Yeah, the younger, it's never like the younger person's fault because mm. they don't know any better. He was grooming her. Exactly. So now essentially Lauren is her secret boyfriend. So boyfriend number three. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty shitty. But also, yeah, and between the birthday and this moment, like, she ends up meeting Stevie Ray, and then that's when they have a conversation about trying to fix her humanity, and that's why she's in the library. So that's kind of important. Yeah, because <clears throat> she goes, um, she sees her, she's trying to eat a homeless person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also the definition of, like, I know they're best friends, so it's not, like, you know, a lover situation, but it's like, I can fix her. I can fix him. Yeah. Looks like at that point, I'd just let you go. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've known each other for two months, or less than a month. Yeah. I mean, but, you're trauma bonded, sure. But. Yeah. And this is where, like, my chronological notes have disappeared. I do not know what really happens next, but... I do. Uh, Aphrodite finds out that she has gained an affinity for Earth. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they're doing a, the first full moon ritual without Stevie Ray. Yeah. And Eric decides to step in and see how it goes mm. and oh, that does not work he gets a little zappy zap mm-hmm. and then the candle like flies at Aphrodite mm-hmm. as she walks in it was such a little funny moment and so that yeah we learn Aphrodite has an affinity for Earth and Aphrodite is like why me? Aphrodite I'm done with this bullshit I feel like Aphrodite is like the Neville Longbottom to Harry Potter like if Zoe wasn't the chosen one <laughs> yeah. she would be the chosen one and so then uh uh Aphrodite and Zoe sort of team up to hide Stevie Ray and help her gain her humanity. Yeah, and Aphrodite lets Zoe and Stevie Ray kind of borrow her apartment complex that her parents have and they live in Mm. like a little area. It's like a maid's quarters. Yeah, the help's quarters. (laughs) And now they're in a state of worry because Stevie Ray needs a lot of blood in order to kind of suppress her her own little kind of bloodlust situation. And so they even borrow from the blood blank. Blood yeah. bank. <laughs> Here we go. And this is where I Steve... don't know if they can borrow. I think it was, it was yeah, a... they stole. Yeah, yeah. Borrow is a very loose term, mm-hmm. but like Zoe. Yeah. <laughs> but then Stevie Ray is kind of also explaining, kind of like her different like, abilities. Like she has a bit of a compulsion yeah, in this yeah, state yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. This is where I really kind of realized. Yeah, she's not a zombie per se. She's obviously a different sort of vampire. Yeah, she's not undead. No, no, no. She's just. Not dead. She's just at yeah, all. <laughs> she's just not a normal, regular kind of vampire. Yeah. And we'll probably talk about this a little later, even in the next book. But like, there's a lot of vampire shows they have the ability of compulsion and stuff, and I'm surprised that this book didn't like take that direction. But now it's kind of coming up a little bit, mm-hmm. so I'm getting a little excited. But I suppose in this day and age now, like compulsion and consent, you know, are weird topics, and yeah. you know, probably compulsion as a ability is probably going to be gone from now on. Um, in that context so also at some point Aphrodite early on has had a a wonky vision of two adult vamps dying and although she doesn't really know who they were throughout her vision um, but she just knows that that they're dying and like her visions are still quite unclear Mm. so she still kind of believes that Nyx is um oh she's out of favor with Nyx yeah oh and this is while Zoe skips the IMAX group hangout yes so, reason number one for them to be distrustful of Zoe 
But again, she's she's Clark Kent and Superman at the same time. Yeah. Like she double booking herself. Well, she told. I think she told them. She was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna make it or whatever." She's yeah. Like, she's like, "You guys go without me." Yeah, and that's like another thing. Even in the next book, like it's all I want to be alone, and they're like, "Just okay." Yeah, and it's like, maybe you should find out why your friend, who uh, is very new to the House of Night and is going through many things, like all these extra powers and stuff, maybe you should be there to support her. Yeah, but I suppose we also learn in the fourth book as to why she can't really tell her friends, so it's all frustrating and all that type of stuff. Yes. So what's next, Kenzie? I'm now lost. Okay, so after um, getting Stevie Ray into the apartment and getting her blood and sorting her out, also... Stevie Ray and Aphrodite are like at each other's neck. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, And they have like all this like really good bantering and stuff, and something is going to come up later about that. I ship it, to be honest. (laughs) Don't give me those eyes. (laughs) Kenzie, don't do this to me. (laughs) Kenzie, no. Kenzie, yes. Anyway, um, (laughs) so yeah, so um, Zoe and Aphrodite are going back to the house at night, and they come upon Professor Nolan. Mm-hmm. And she is crucified Pretty and much. beheaded. Yes, it is very Allah people of faith style. Yes, according to Zoe. Yes, and so Neferet, um is like, okay, well. But this is also funny because you know Zoe is playing the game of oh Nefret, something yeah. bad's happened. You gotta come help. I'm scared. Yeah, she's playing this very naive, like as if the oh no, she did reveal that kind of the memory loss weared off on her. Anyway, but yeah, she's kind of, they're all, they're both playing a role whilst yeah. simultaneously trying to like off each other, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, they go Professor Nolan's body. It's such a traumatic experience. It always has to happen to Zoe. Zoe, yeah. <laughs> the poor girl, she needs vampire therapy. And obviously they have to keep up a ruse as to why her and Aphrodite are friends because they kind of still hate each other and she's still kind of excluded from the Dark Daughters and mm. Sons until now considering she has that affinity. Yeah. And so in response to this death, Neferet is like, I'm going to call in all the all the guards. So they call the sons of, or is it Erebus? Yeah. And they are just male vampire warriors. I think they're all predominantly male. I think they are all male because... It's just the way it I is. I can't tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, and we also meet a warrior, a warrior named Darius, who yes. becomes a little bit prominent. In this book and in the next book as well. Yeah. And it's always like the adding of male characters for me. It's just like there was Jack, there was Eric, and then there's Lauren, and now there's Darius, and then there's another character in the next book mm-hmm. that I can't say yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then Nefret also casts a spell around the school in order to protect it. So no human, fledgling, or vampire yeah. can enter without her knowing. Yes. So, which is a rough for Zoe because she has to duck in and out in order to get Stevie Ray her blood. Otherwise, she's just going to go ham on all these, on, on Aphrodite's parents' neighbours. Yeah, so then they decide to bring Stevie Ray back in and the red fledglings. But they do the circle. No, it hasn't happened yet. No. Ah, oh, this book. See, this is what I mean by so much happens. Yeah, yeah. But also so much doesn't happen. Yeah. But there is a lot of, like, communicating about how to sneak Zoe out. But also at some point... Oh, yeah, and Zoe also has to meet Heath, because Heath is back from his... Oh, yeah, they were on winter break this entire time, so that's why, like, her and Nefret were kind of away, because Nefret was doing something else. And now they're calling all the students and teachers back for their own protection. Yes. And all the while, Heath is back from his family vacation, because it's, yeah, Christmas time. Yeah. 
And so Heath and Zoe are going to meet up because she wants to break up with him for real this time. It's always this time. This I'm going to break up with yeah. him. But then she ends up sucking his blood instead. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, Oh, I also in this, and it is very much a trope in everything, that when you uh, consume someone's blood, it is a uh, sensual experience. Yeah, very sensual, yeah, sexual like, Yeah, sexual and feel, like emo- uh, horniness is heightened. Yes. Um, and I'm into it. <laughs> Except we know this. that they are teenagers. Yeah. And they are underage. And I feel like there should be some kind of like... Because like, I feel like... Draw back on like the teen sexual... Yeah, like I feel like maybe... I guess because you're not meant to drink blood from a human until you have changed, which is generally when you're an adult. Yeah. So, but I think they could have addressed it more in this book being like, oh, that one time was an accident from Heath, but I need to wait until I go through the change in order to, in order to do it again. Because yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's going to blur Because now she's consents. just repeating like, yeah, be- and breaking the law. Yeah, and well. I feel like that, yeah, the consent line as well, because... I'm like, oh, like, what if he doesn't want to have sex with her? And then she just drinks his blood. And then he's like, oh, look, I have an erection now. But we also got to think in this kind of context, Heath is the one that's like cutting like his arm and stuff. And he's instigating all of this. So it's not necessarily Zoe's fault that she can't really control her bloodlust. I'm not saying it's her fault. I know, I know, I know. Like, I just wish in the book they had addressed it as, yeah, yeah, this is crossing a line or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Zoe and Heath agreed to meet up before Nefret cast the spell, so this is another, like, oh shit situation. Mm-hmm. But Aphrodite is turning into the hero we never knew we needed. Mm-hmm. She is offering such epic advice, and she tells Zoe how to sneak out of the school. Mm-hmm. And it's through, like, an oak tree that's struck by lightning. Yeah. Which somehow... Which becomes very important as well. <laughs> oh, really? Ooh, I yeah. love this. <laughs> oh, no, this all happened, and then they rediscovered Professor Nolan's body. Oh, yeah, I thought it was on the way back. From, it was on the way back from something. Yeah, on the way back from this. But also, yeah, while Zoe and Heath were blood making out and all that stuff, <laughs> there, were, there were two bystanders that came by and started taunting them, and then Zoe kind of used her magic of oh, like yes. elements and kind of like pushed, shoved them far away, yeah. like into a, maybe into a car or something. Yeah. And this is where I was like, ooh, Zoe is like getting a bit of a spine now. Like, yeah. I quite liked it. Because, yeah, she's so powerful and she doesn't know how to use it, really. Other than these little moments on how to, like, sneak out and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's learned how to, like, become a part of, like, a shadow mist thing as yeah, well. Yeah, so she can, like, make herself invisible. Yeah, for sure. Also, Nefrit sets up... Oh, yeah, she sets up, a, a like, a morning ritual as well. And that's where she casts a circle. So then, are we up to casting a circle? Not for them. We're up to air exchange. Yeah, because they cast a circle when he changes at the end. Oh, is it? There's lots of circles. <laughs> yeah, there's so many circles. <laughs> yeah, because this, this is like, for, I don't know, like a full moon or something. This is just oh, is as this, like is standard. This, is this the Nefret morning? Yeah. Circle? Oh, yeah, the one that, so. and then, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. But yeah, so if you want to explain. Yeah, so they, I don't know, they're doing a circle for something. One of their like circle casts that they cast. <laughs> uh, and at the end of it, uh, Eric is all like, he's all like dying. He's dying. Um, anyway, and he's just going through the chain because he's a little bitch. Um, <laughs> See, I thought he was dying because of the way he reacted to being kind of rejected by the earth affinity. I mm. thought, oh no, what's going on? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and everyone kind of freaked out because every time they've witnessed someone, you know, have either like a coughing fit or in an immense amount of pain is because they are dying. Because they're dying, yes. And which is a very natural response and r- rational assumption. So, but yeah, um, yeah, he's kind of in a bit of pain. Everyone's freaking out. Zoe's freaking out because, you know, boyfriend number two, you know, <laughs> he's not there. And, 
uh, suddenly, yeah, he's kind of fine, and everyone's like, well, what the fuck is going on? And then that's when we learned that he, uh, Eric has changed. Yeah, and, and this is the first one so far. Yeah, and he has to go away for something. Like, he leaves. For, everyone leaves for a little bit. Yeah, I, I think they just leave, because they're an adult vampire. They can do whatever the fuck they want anymore. But, like, everyone, because they're all in the, like, rec room. Like, yeah. ev- all, everyone leaves. Oh, oh, Zoe's gone back to pack up. Yeah, so Zoe goes back in to pack up the rec room, and Lauren Blake... Oh, yes, that's right, yeah. I thought you meant, like, as in Eric, because Eric, as an adult vampire now, he has to leave. Like, imagine, like, you haven't finished high school, like, the house of high school. It's like, fuck that education, you're gone now. Well, he does leave. But, yeah, he does leave. Yeah, Um, because he's an adult. Yeah. And the education is done. I know, that's what I'm saying, it's like... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it's like in the middle of the year or something. Yeah, Yeah. like, imagine you just enter your sixth year and you change, so that's... So you go But, like, you have a whole year six kind of curriculum. Curriculum, yes. Like, fuck that education. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, Lauren Blake enters the chat yet again, the sly dog. Yes, and he and Zoe end up uh, having sex. At some point, yeah. Oh, that was so And so that breaks the imprint that she has with Heath. Yeah, I was surprised at that. Yeah. I'm like, damn. I thought, oh yeah, I thought it would be more than just sex breaks it. Maybe it's just with an adult vampire, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Which makes it even grosser. I think, did they drink each other's blood? Her Ooh, and Lauren? Yes, yeah. I think that was it, yeah. I think he kind of scratched his neck. He scratched and himself, he's like, yeah. Zoe. Very essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so that happened. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, just sex, surely not. But yeah, yeah although lake. it was a little bit, I guess... A bit more special because you know Lauren. I think must have been aware it was her yeah. first time. And, and this, yeah, this was always uh, virginity, which we all know is so so important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, remember this was book. These books were written in like two thousand seven, yeah, eight, nine. Is not a social construct. <laughs> yeah, nah, because about that shit. Anyway, uh, and then so, so Zoe's on cloud nine. So like, she's cloud like nine. she's yeah officially she's, boyfriend number three. Yeah, she's hurting a little bit because you know vagina and things. Um, also, she's emotionally hurting because, emotionally hurting because, because of Eric and Heath. Imprint with Heath. And yeah. then she's traumatised watching Eric. She thought he was dying. Yeah, like, this poor girl. Oh, my God. And then Eric walks in. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Eric's like, what the fuck is going on here? And Zoe's like, let me explain. No one, but that's the thing. No one gives her a chance to explain. Yeah. But I suppose if you're angry in the moment, you wouldn't want to hear nothing. Yeah. So, understandable. Yeah. But this is a common thing. Yeah, Zoe's consequences catching up to her. Yeah. And she's like, I can explain. And everyone's like, no, fuck off. No. So Eric is like, no, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of immediately after yeah, this. Yeah, she kind of leaves. Yeah. I mean, so she has to leave to do school stuff. Yeah, perhaps. they both kind of leave. And then she, I don't know, either goes to seek out Nefret or Lauren. I feel like she does oh, no, something I think first. he said, like, meet me in my room later or whatever. Like, Lauren. I'm not sure. I know she had to go. And then, I don't know, because, like, how would Lauren end up with Nefret that fast? You know? Yeah. I feel like she did something else. Yeah. Well, well obviously unimportant. But, yeah, because why? I think he was, like, come to my rooms. Because, yeah. why? yeah, why would she, he be back in the I feel like she wanted to talk to Nefret about something. Yeah. Which was pretty bold, considering It might have been the imprint thing with Heath breaking. Maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so she goes um, to either Lauren or Nefret's room, and, um... She overhears Nefret and Lauren talking together. In together. Ooh, sussy wussy. Uh, and basically, they're lovers. Yeah. Look, is there such thing as like vampire STIs? I mean, like surely. You, I mean, like surely. <laughs> you just had sex with Zoe, and then yeah. like there, I feel like they would have Nefret and Lauren were like it's about to be consumed by the throes of passion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they'll get there. It's like, dude, come yeah. on. 
Um, and then, yeah, it's basically uh, Zoe overhears Lauren telling Nefra that, like, oh, like, it was all oh, for you. Oh, yeah, because like, Lauren ended up being, like, manipulating Zoe and being like, oh, you can tell me anything. And she pretty much spills him the entire beans about, you know, how, what she thinks about Nefra, about yeah. the Stevie Ray situation and, and all Nefret the other kids. Get, yeah, Zoe isolated. Yeah, because that's the only way to kind of um, destroy her. Mm. I feel like that's a word, like, in that time they'd use instead of kill, like, destroy. Mm. Which, which, which is a prominent theme in the next book, though, with the whole I was going to say, a lot of this stuff comes up about Zoe being isolated and Nefra wanting to... Uh, destroy her and i feel like this comes up in a lot of things where it's always like a teenage chosen one Mm. and then an adult figure of power wanting Mm. to kill them or destroy them and be for the child (laughs) why can't you just teach them to hone all their powers and then Mm. get them on your side and use them to do all the big bad that you want to do why do you have to be like you know what i'm just gonna kill them people don't think but i just realized um because when Zoe and her friends, or those who are, have the affinity for the individual elements, when they're together, they have that thread, mm. like that friendship bond. It's the friends we make along the way. And so, like, obviously, together, they're incredibly powerful, they're powerful and that's yeah. probably why she's very incessant on getting her alone and, like, trying to fuck up their friendship, um, which is very fair enough. Fair strategy, though. But Which she is, but Zoe's also doing a fine job of fucking doing it up herself. herself. Yeah, no, never, never, yeah, it's the, um, oh, what's that Taylor Swift lyric? It's, you never see will defeat themselves before you get a chance to swing. Like, oh, yes. Deborah just needs to wait. Like, the yeah. teenage drama will override Zoe enough in order to fuck everything up. Yeah. But alas, she she does well. So, yeah, that was very shocking. Shocking yeah. moment number two. What the fuck, Lauren? Ugh. Like, I knew he was a red flag. Because, oh, no, 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 no. I remember when they, when they were kind of in bed before uh, the intercourse, Zoe was talking to Lauren about uh, the things and, like, I don't think she was meant. I don't think she actually mentioned Nefret because we know the goddess Nyx communicates with Zoe in her mind, and Nyx was like, "No, don't oh, like yeah, don't omit, omit this information." And immediately, I'm like, "Red flag, red flag. Yeah. This is a bad idea," because obviously we have to trust Nyx, and you know she hasn't failed us yet. Yes. So yeah, that was my immediate red flag, um, and plus just the whole student teacher thing. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so hot when I was a teenager, but now it's like, Ooh. yeah, no. <laughs> And then, okay, I don't know what happens in the meantime, but then, again, almost immediately, uh, Lauren dies. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think beforehand, though, Zoe, Stevie Ray, and Aphrodite, they kind of come together and they kind of come up with a plan. It's a lot of, like, banter, bullshit banter, because mm-hmm. before they actually reveal, oh, this is what we have to do, mm-hmm. you know, in order to get Stevie Ray's humanity back. And, like, I think... Zoe was quite surprised that she never really figured it out herself. Why don't we just try a circle and, as a group, try and heal her? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and this was kind of the main chunk towards the end of the book. Mm. Um, so, and that, but that also meant that Zoe had to tell her friends about Stevie Ray and all this as yes. well, I think. Hopefully, I'm not getting books mixed up. And also, throughout this, Stevie Ray is very jealous of Aphrodite being able to invoke the element Earth, mm. and that's where a lot of their fighting kind of happens as yeah. well. I just. <sighs> I know Stevie Ray has been wanting to, like, punch or, like, I don't want to say bite or kill, but, like, she really wants to take on Aphrodite, so, yeah. which is always so funny. But also, a lot of the dialogue as well is just juvenile and immature. It's like, you stink. It's like, so what we know. She's... Yeah, because Stevie Ray doesn't swear and she's an okie-dokie kind of gal. Yeah. Um, and um, also... Which infuriates me. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. Just some of that, yeah, childish juvenile dialogue yeah. gets me. But yeah, so yeah, Zoe decides to cast a circle to try and heal Stevie Ray. 
Yeah. I think all her friends are involved as well. I'm not sure. Yes. Because um, this is the Yeah, part. but Stevie Ray's there, so Aphrodite can't invoke Earth anymore. Yeah. But, like, Nick explains to her, like, oh, you're only holding it. That's in the next book. Is it? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so Stevie Ray is there. It's always brought it back to the house at night. They're doing a circle. Aphrodite can no longer... Uh, invoke Earth due to Stevie Ray being present. Due to Stevie Ray being present, anyway, and then Stevie Ray kind of gets her humanity back. Yeah, they cast the circle, and I'm not sure what actually happened. But something with Aphrodite and Stevie Ray. Yeah. Happens. Oh no, it's just I'm not sure because Stevie Ray gets pissed off at Aphrodite for having the Earth element, so she like starts fighting her and strangling her and killing her. Mm. And Zoe must have done something. She must have like owned in on some power mm. and um and we're all led to believe that Aphrodite died because you know she she's like unmoving and yeah. Stevie Ray is normal but not normal now yeah but then Aphrodite like gets up and leaves yeah she's like, I'm out of here so yeah. yeah so ultimately what happens Stevie Ray is turned back into a vampire she's she's gone through a different type of change yeah. now she had yeah. a red mark a red crescent moon mark instead of the sapphire blue yeah and then aphrodite has no mark anymore and mm. i was like what the fuck yeah is she human now so yeah and this is all yeah within the last like 50 pages like this happens like bang 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 yeah one after the other so yeah and like and this is also part of the distrust between her friends of damien shawnee and erin and all that because it's like well why don't you tell us all this stuff like you've been hiding so much stuff and eric is also still incredibly upset because of the whole cheating thing which yeah. is fair enough and then eric enough. brings up the well you know she slept with lauren yeah yeah and her friends are like wtf yeah and then um and thus begins i feel the very uh more intense uh ostracizing of yes. Zoe. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I forget at what point as well, but um, Zoe and Nefret have a little standoff. I think it must have been after Eric changed or something. Yeah. And, yeah, Zoe uses her powers, elements to kind of shove Nefret to the ground. And then... But then, yeah, and but Eric overhears yeah, the fight. So, yeah, he's kind of like, oh, okay, so that's why you did this but yeah. he's like i'm still pissed at you though yeah which is fair fair yeah um so yeah and this so yeah this is where kind of eric has a bit of an idea of like what's going on with nefret because yeah she is very emotional in this book as well um mm. there was like a call for like war and stuff almost it was mm. though it wasn't really distinct it was very much a rally call to arms situation yeah. because of the whole because of the way um yeah Professor Nolan died, and in turn, the way Lauren died. As Lauren died, um, Zoe managed to feel like that stabbing and immense pain. She was like, "Yeah, feeling it." And then in the moment, she's like, "Oh no, I'm fine now. Yeah, I'm done." I'm like, yeah. "Oh, oh, what's going on?" I thought she was gonna change. Yeah, same. But it was just her imprint with Lauren oh, dying. So, <sighs> so Zoe went from three boyfriends to no boyfriends. Exactly. <laughs> in that's how it... the space of like two weeks. <laughs> A couple of days, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the, it's funny because like she points out that kind of timeline in the beginning of the next book as well. It's like I just had three boyfriends, now I have zero. Yeah, because so what funny. do you? How long do you think the timeline of this book was? This this is like a week. Yeah. Not even. Surely. And then surely. Because <laughs> yeah, I think the what what I'm where I'm up to in the because it'd been a month since Stevie Ray died, yeah. and then it had been a, a month since Zoe had been in the house at night. She hasn't. Yeah. So she's been there for about. Probably close, almost ticking onto three months. Yeah. And all this shit is hitting the fan. My God. Poor girl. Vampire therapy. I know, reading the first book, 
the first time. I was like, surely this is like six months. Yeah. And then you reread it and you're like, this was two weeks. Yeah, it's like, God, <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah. I feel like you wouldn't even be settled in after no. two weeks. Yeah. I wouldn't even have a best friend in a month in, you know? Yeah. Like, it'd, it'd be that awkward roommate situation. Mm. And then you have that bully. But I suppose Aphrodite being the bully in the first book is what connected everybody together mm. in a way. In a, in a very hatred way. So yeah, and yeah, Nefret's calling to arms and then we've got the the tension and the issue of the son of Erebus, sons of Erebus, you know, protecting the school and, like, being on guard and, like, watching everything. So, like, Zoe and all her friends and Aphrodite, they have to be sus about what they know and what they do. So we'll see how that carries on into the next book for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, a lot happens. And not, not a lot happens. There's not much of a big build-up other than, like, the little tiff between Nefret and Zoe like no one's making a big kind of power move yet yeah it's all still building yeah and now Stevie Ray she wants to kind of help the other uh, red fledglings undead dead kids as they like to say so interesting to see how that goes is the spell gonna stay up we don't know Um, um also I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit in the next one as well but also to preface that uh, from this point moving forward, a lot of uh, indigenous American legends, like Cherokee legends, come into it. Oh, okay, yep, yep. Uh, and I'm going to try my best to not be disrespectful, but I For don't sure. know a lot about it, so... Yeah, it yeah. will just be, like, speaking as what we've read. In terms of the book the lore, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm more than happy to, like, have a bit of a sus... Research, yeah. yeah a bit of a research. We'll see how we go. Because I'm up to a point in the fourth book where a character talks about using your yeah your, your native background mm. will help you and guide you it's yeah. like Oof. that's pretty cool though like this the book is again in problematic. very problematic <laughs> in terms of dialogue but also it's like it's a weird progressive but it's not progressive yeah and it's problematic and uh but yeah i suppose it's kind of amusing to read as an adult and look back on i think i've only read the fo- the first one when i was younger yeah, I think as I was saying to you... Something must have happened. Yeah, I never finished it because I think, yeah, I might have gotten up to like the fifth one or something and then I was waiting for the next one and then right. I just forgot about it. And yeah, so I think I'm up to nine, number nine now. Yeah. And I've yet to finish. Yeah. But again, I feel like even... Um, well, we'll talk about this more as well as we move on, but I'm up to number nine and still like not a lot has happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, oh dear. I feel like, yeah, within the books, each book is almost its own standalone story. For sure. Instead of adding to the whole overarching mm. world and issue at hand. Yeah. I feel like it, it's primarily just like a teen drama. Like yeah. a CW show. Yeah. I it's, guess. it's the Riverdale of yeah. vampire books. <laughs> and I think, yeah, we've spoken about this before in other books as well. Um, just, it is, yeah, so different reading books now as an adult, like reading YA books and be like, yeah. wow, this is this is young what? adult yeah. compared to reading like new adult and um, especially reading Silver Flames. <laughs> Change your life. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as always. These books are shorter than other books as like they are only about 300 pages. So yeah. we but I'm kind of glad they're kind of killing off characters now, I guess. Because like, yeah. I know Professor Nolan, we don't know much about her still, although she was the drama teacher and, you know, everyone likes the drama teacher. Mm-hmm. But Lauren dying, which is, is good because of the that, Oh, that's what I want to talk about. But that's the, the qualm I had with this is why introduce him and making such an integral point of Zoe's uh, journey of, like, losing her virginity to him, getting imprinted with him, because it's, it's pretty significant. Yeah, it is in, terms, in of terms of this book. social construct yeah. and all that stuff. And he, I feel, I feel like he 
could have taught her a lot because he was teaching her a lot that flood blast and this is normal and yeah. blah 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 and then just be like okay sorry I'm dead yeah and then I think again we'll talk about it, it is a recurring theme of characters being introduced just to be paired off yep or killed yep maybe could it come down to just like the mother daughter duo like again trying to, trying to appease yeah, the teenage yeah, drama but, but I, yeah I would prefer like I said at the start to have fewer characters and more fleshed out yeah then because right now yeah stevie ray shit's happening to her and that's cool Mm. aphrodite shit's happening to her and it's cool even though she doesn't like it yeah shit's still happening to zoe and like she's a never-ending chosen one and then the others are just like hang out with us yeah and you You lied to us yeah you know it never happens to anyone nothing oh you know who things don't happen to ever damien and the twins (laughs) ever throughout the whole series jesus christ oh someone dies but (laughs) there are side characters that just need to be there for all these for journeys yeah just for the journey they're here for fun but yeah i suppose i don't know that's pretty much it i think yeah um as always thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed it uh find us at letterbox book club if you find us in one place you'll find us in all the by the time this is out well we should be on uh apple, apple podcasts and just and google podcasts uh, hopefully google podcasts. so if that's where you are comfortable <laughs> listening to then that's hopefully where we'll be but yeah thanks for listening thanks catch for listening. us next week where we talk about the fourth book untamed untamed yep light it up light it up <laughs> bye